I'm not going to need one of these tissues, but Lori placed it on the chair just in case, so that's pretty good. Uh, you okay? I am. All right. Hi, family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing black this morning for a reason. <laughs> no. And I'm wearing blue. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you for uh, being here uh, with us this morning. This is going to be a little bit different as far as uh, not really having a sermon. We wanted to just kind of conversationally share our hearts with you, a little bit about what God has been teaching us uh, and has taught us for the last uh, 25 years. It's uh, a long time, two and a half decades, a quarter of a century, <laughs> half of our, more than half of our married life. Yeah. And uh, so... Change is difficult. Uh, transitions are often uh, painful. And uh, to be honest, this is probably one of the most uh, difficult. Is this a little bit loud? Um, Echoing? No? This is probably one of the most uh, difficult uh, changes, maybe one of the most difficult transitions I think we've ever uh, had to go through, um, other than maybe having four kids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but. Uh, in any case, there are two verses that have just meant a lot to us uh, in the last couple of weeks, in the last couple of months. Uh, one is uh, kind of our life verse, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. Yeah, and our goal has been to acknowledge Him. Yep. And we believe that God is is uh, making our paths straight and he's making your paths straight and one of the verses that uh, has uh, I keep repeating especially at two in the morning when I can't sleep is Isaiah 26 3 which says the steadfast of mind you will keep in perfect peace mm -hmm. because he trusts in you and so faith and and uh, trust uh, the peace of God they're inseparably linked uh, if you have the one, you have the other. If you have peace with God and the peace of God, uh, it, chances are you're, you're trusting Him. If you're trusting Him fully, then you have God's peace. And I think God's uh, peace and, and our trust in Him have, have been what have sustained us in the last uh, several weeks. And uh, as, as we kind of step out in faith and as we uh, believe that God has uh, kind of a new journey ahead of us, a new journey for the Foothills Church family. So we want to just kind of take this time to, to share a little bit of that journey with you. Yeah. So when you, there's just an undeniable inner peace that is being given to us and it's very hard to explain in words, but it's ever present and we're so grateful for that. That doesn't mean that this, this isn't very tough and, and, and sad, but it's sad in a good way. Um, it's just because we've been here for 25 years. Here sits Joseph, who was the youngest of our four when we came. He was five. Um, and we've spent a lot, of, a lot of years here. We were blessed with a daughter-in-law um, in the process. So anyway, it's been good. We're full of excitement. But every now and then, a little, uh, not necessarily fear, but kind of overwhelming of like, whoa, is this really happening? What, what does that mean, God, as we step out in faith and trust you? What does that mean? You're not really telling us, but we're, we're going to let go and, and trust that you are in this and believing in you all the way. And the same for the Foothills family, no doubt. So we're excited for what's ahead while it is unknown for, for all of us. Yeah. What makes it hard, what makes, uh, gives us the ache in our heart is that we're leaving family. And as I 
the last couple of weeks in reflecting, I realized, okay, in the last 25 years, I've preached over 850 sermons. I'm sure you've remembered them all. Uh, <laughs> I can't even remember what I preached last week, you know. Um, and uh, I've done probably 50 or 60 weddings, uh, 50 or 60, yeah, raise hands, right? Uh, funerals, raise hands. Uh, <laughs> We've done probably 50 or 60 funerals, but it's not about statistics, it's not about numbers, it's about the fact that uh, we have a family, it's all about relationships, and uh, God primarily works in our hearts and lives through relationships, and that's what's really, really hard uh, for us uh, to, to, to move in a different direction here. We feel a lot like uh, Abraham and Sarah, someone, someone the other day came up and said, you're doing a very Abrahamic thing, uh, which I thought was a great phrase. You might remember how Sarah and, and Abraham, or Abram and Sarai, before their names were changed, were called by God to leave home. They left uh, Ur of the Chaldees. Ur was a city in modern-day Iraq, and uh, God told them to leave, that he had something for them. He had a promised land. He didn't tell them where it was. He didn't tell them what it was like, but he told them to leave, and they listened, and they left. And uh, I think like Abraham and Sarah, we're feeling a little bit uh, it, I'm sure it was difficult for them to lead what they knew uh, and, and what they were comfortable with. That They left their hometown, they left their friends, they left their family. And I'm sure as they were heading out of Dodge um, or Ur, that people were saying, you're crazy, you're nuts, why are you leaving, where are you going? And they said, we don't know, but there's a promised land that God has promised us. And so we're leaving. And they had about four or five hundred miles of desert. Uh, to cross. And uh, I'm thinking, well, okay, maybe we have that desert to cross as well. And during that time, it took them a couple of years, and they uh, had some tragedy on, along the way. Uh, uh, Sarah lo uh, lost and, and buried her father. And so it wasn't a, an easy journey. And I'm sure along the way in the desert, they were probably thinking, are we sure we've listened to the Lord? Should we go back? Should we keep going? Uh, and God was saying, keep going. I've got a place for you. You don't know anything about it. You don't know where it's at, but just keep going west. And uh, they, they arrived. And so... And did she end up getting pregnant somewhere in that She story? was in her 90s, but oh, don't... Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, Please no, say that's not happening. Not going to go there, okay? <laughs> uh, thank you, Margie. Yeah, we... Uh, but this morning we want to share a little of that journey of faith and maybe you can resonate with it in your own life as far as your journey and, and, and where you're at. And it comes back to our mission uh, as a church and really it's a mission that we have made our own for the rest of our lives. And uh, that is that we exist to glorify God. Uh, the whole purpose we're here is to make Him look great in everything we say and do. We're here to glorify God and we do that uh, primarily by making disciples. And uh, how do we do that? By loving and accepting people where they're at while encouraging a transforming life in Christ. And that's our, our mission that we'll always have yeah. until the day the Lord takes us home. Yeah. Uh, to glorify Him, to make disciples, accepting and loving people where they're at while encouraging a transforming life in Christ. And I can't think of a greater mission that we've had uh, here at, at Foothills Church. But one of the things for the last, I think, five years, God has been preparing us. We didn't think we were going to be leaving. Uh, but five years ago, as we look back, I think we can kind of see where maybe the Lord began to prepare us uh, for this. We kind of went on what we call we call a what Fogel family adventure. We've had Fogel. a few of these. We've yeah. stepped off a few ledges before, but never a cliff like this one. <laughs> uh, but uh, in any case, about opening up our hearts and vulnerability and a little transparency and <clears throat> what the last five years have been for the Fogel family. 
in the great adventure of life that he has us living, being in relationship with people um, and loving God with our whole heart and loving others through his love through us. Brad, about five years ago, came to me and said, I think it's time to go on another Fogel family great adventure. I was like, okay, what's that, what's that look like? Without going into all the details of the past, we had embarked on multiple Fogel family great adventures. Uh, a significant one in our life was when our kids were two, three, two, four, six, eight. And a few years later, when they were 11, 13, 15, and 17, now as empty nesters, Brad came to me always taking the lead in feeling God. But always asking your permission. Correct, too. yes. That's true. He said, I believe God is asking us to let go. So as we started unpacking what God was impressing on God's heart, meaning Brad's part heart. of Brad's heart and I joining him was letting go of debt, letting go of useless baggage, and through that process, that we would be drawn closer in our transformation of heart, that we would be able to love others even deeper, that we would be able to be about community, be about relationships, and be freed up from a lot of things that were holding us down. And so we did How it. How did we do that? Um, well, Brad said, <laughs> okay, so let's think about downsizing and renting our home out which we did, and we embarked on what we kind of have called a backpack-ready lifestyle here in the OC. We've carried around a backpack and a suitcase. Uh, we gave, first off, we sold and or gave away um, our household belongings, and we just narrowed it down. I've often said I didn't leave myself a spoon to put in a drawer if we ever were to go back into the home as we knew it. And we grabbed the backpack and suitcase, and we have been blessed in these years of being in community locally. So many of you here have opened your homes up to us. We've also often gone camping because we love to go camping, and there's never been a day that we haven't had a place to stay, yeah. and we have genuinely, genuinely loved it. Yeah. We, did, we thought we were going to do it for about a year or so. Just house it, take care of well, many of your houses, house, you know, taking care of plants, cats, and dogs, and that kind of thing. But, but uh, and like you said, doing a little bit of camping and just kind of being free. We thought, well, let's try this for six months, and it turned into about three or four years. And then going, we... Yeah, going in our fifth. And a couple years ago, Brad was in the office, and I came in on a Saturday morning when he was doing sermon prep for the next Sunday, and he said, you know, I need to talk to you. I believe God is asking us. Uh, he's calling me us into a deeper uh, call of letting go. And I then thought, well, I wasn't sure what that would mean because if he was saying, come in, something is changing, we're riding the wave, I thought maybe that we would, we'd be going back into our home. And I thought in excitement we would be able to do that in community and open up our home in community that way. But he said, no, actually God is calling me, us, if you're with me, to let go of our home. And all those charts that I've been making for years and all the stuff, We've been free in letting go in these last years, but truly we need to let go of that home. We had paid off half our debt in the few years that we had been living the backpack ready lifestyle. We had an opportunity to just let it go, sell that home and be debt free and not worry about retirement and what that looked like. Within an hour of putting our home on the market, there was a, an offer and five weeks later it sold. So we knew God was in that. And we just continue to be present here at Foothills and want to um, be more present and continue living our life in, in kind of that countercultural way. Very countercultural in Orange County not us, to have a house and, you for know. For us it was We weren't call. under a bridge or anything. Don't think, you know, we're not. 
we were well, always had a nice you know place to stay yeah. and and, uh, and then about a year ago, we were feeling after the home, are we going to go back into a home eventually? Will God call us back to that? And uh, we thought, no, not really. We really like the beach, but that's probably not where we're going to end up. And then we thought, aha, we can do a little going RV. Home is where you park it. That would be kind of cool. So we were blessed with a motorhome the end of about May. About six months ago. Yeah, and started doing community that way and had a list of everyone that we were going to have over at a different park, at a different campground, and offer, offer um, you into our home that way. We had bonfires down in O'Neill Park and invited many families to come down. And we did community that way and yeah. go we down were, to Doheny Beach and invite our life group there one time. And we're excited about so, that. So and between that and, and uh, house sitting and everything, I thought this is this is, I feel like a vagabond, uh, but this is great and had no intention of really uh, leaving it all yeah. as far as the community or the church. And so, but the purpose was for us just to be free, uh, mm -hmm. free of, of debt. We had four kids we put through college. That was huge. That's a mountain. Uh, to be free of maybe some of the, the burden of having a big mortgage payment, which you all can identify with, uh, being free from the things that just keep us busy and, uh, and consumed. Uh, the stuff, you know, the consumerism, the materialism that is a disease that we all have to one degree or another. And so we thought, let's just be free of that to do community more, to love people, to love God, and to have just the yeah. joy of that. And that's very countercultural in Orange County. Yeah. Not many people are doing that. And as um, we, you see, as you enter the banner that says, celebrating 30 years of God's faithfulness. And October 1st, we had a great time of celebrating the 30 years of God's faithfulness to the Foothills family. And us knowing that we have for 25 years, God has been faithful and we've been mm -hmm. here. And Brad just turned 60 over the summer and I'm turning 60 in a few you months. You didn't have to tell them that. Okay, well, <laughs> and uh, which we're excited about. It's, yeah. a, it's a great age. And we uh, started like we always do. We always, every year, take time to be intentional about prayer as to God, is your call calling us to continue to for Brad to lead with my support here at yeah. Foothills? So we began every that year. journey kind of at the, the very beginning. Well, yeah, but for 25 years, every year we get away, we'll have a kind of a weekend away, a romantic weekend. We'll talk about the kids, the grandkids or whatever. And also the big question we ask as we pray together is, is God calling us to stay at Foothills? Has he released us of our calling? And every year uh, as we seek him out, he says, no, you're, you're to stay. Bloom where you're planted. This is where uh, I have you. And that's what we always heard. Um, and for 25 years, uh, every year, we ask that question. And so, again, this year was kind of a pivotal year, a special year. Uh, everything kind of lined up, like the planets lined up. We got, you know, 30-year anniversary was in October, and 25 years here for us at the same exact time. And like you said, I turned <coughs> 60. Uh, but all those things lined up, and we thought, maybe this is the year. And I think our sense was that maybe God was releasing us this year of our, of our calling here and that maybe he had something else. And so um, you gotta understand that 10 years ago, when Margie turned 39, when she, for her 50th birthday, someone was gracious enough to give her the gift of, of, of skydiving. And if you know my wife, you know she's a little bit on the adventurous side, not a little bit, and she jumped at it. To jump out of a perfectly good airplane at 10,000 feet was something that she loves to do, zip line and all that. I'm afraid of heights. So she's, the, she's always been the jock of the, of the family and uh, the fearless one and doing the crazy stuff, as you know. And uh, so we went out to Lake Elsinore. You got into a perfectly good plane and took off along with 
Joe, Joe and, and a few our others. Our son-in-law, Ross. I stayed on the ground and I videotaped. And uh, at 10,000 feet, she stood at the, we got the video, she stood at the door of the, of the plane and with the wind blowing in her goggles and this instructor guy strapped on her back, uh, she didn't really want to go. She looked down at 10,000 feet and hanging out of the door and not sure. And, and he gave her a little bit of a nudge and they went and free fell. Well, in the same way, uh, in October, I was sensing that God was basically saying, Brad, you've been flying this plane called Foothills Church for 25 years. Uh, I'm, I'm asking you to jump. And so I got to the door like Margie did, and I'm standing there hanging onto the side looking down, and I didn't want to go. I, 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 I mean, I've been flying this plane for 25 years, so to speak. Great co-pilot, wonderful flight crew. I love all the passengers in the plane. Why would I jump out of a perfectly good airplane? Why leave a perfectly good church? Why should I, you know? And so I stood there at that door, and um, I didn't want to jump. This was this last couple of, a couple of months ago in October. And so I asked God for a sign. I know God speaks to us in different ways, and so I, I said, Lord, I want an indicator. I don't want to just jump and then you know, regret it because you can't go back to the plane once you, you drop out at 10,000 feet. So I asked for some kind of an indicator, some kind of assurance that this was what God wanted me to do. And um, I wasn't expecting a lightning bolt, and I wasn't expecting an angelic visit or anything like that, uh, but God did give me a sign. And uh, the sign came from an unexpected source. Uh, the sign came from a good friend who lovingly behind me gave me a little nudge and said, maybe, maybe you ought to jump. And that's all I needed. I was hanging on, I was leaning forward, and uh, like I said, a good close friend gave me a little nudge and, 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 and we jumped. And now we're in free fall. Uh, I have the promises of, of God, that's, the, that's the, the parachute. We know God's gonna take care of us, but we're free falling. We have no idea where we're gonna land. Uh, the parachute hasn't opened yet. And, uh, and, and yet, you know, we're, 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 we're moving in that direction. But Hebrews 11.6 is a verse that uh, is another one of my life verses. And it basically defines what faith is all about. It says that without faith, it, it is impossible to please God. In other words, it is impossible to make God happy if you're, living, if you're not living a life of faith, of trust, of stepping out, of risking, and doing things in your life that are not comfortable. God calls us all to a, a life of faith, of stepping out, jumping out of the airplane, so to speak. Maybe not as high as I jumped, I don't know, maybe higher. But that is the way that we please God. It is impossible to please God without faith. And uh, Hebrews 11:6 6 says, For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. In other words, we believe that there is a God, that he is, and we do that. We believe that God is there. And secondly, that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. In other words, God is a good God. He is a great God. He is going to work things out according to his purpose for your good and for his glory. And so we, looked at, uh, we, we look at this as a step of faith. Uh, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, uh, Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so we don't see where we're going. Most pastors, before they uh, you know, launch out of one area, will have something else lined up. They know where they're going to land. Uh, we don't know where we're going to land, and that's kind of scary and sometimes actually terrifying. Uh, it's a little risky, but you know what? That's what faith is. Faith is taking the risk and believing God's promises and jumping out anyway. It's not jumping out without fear. It's jumping out in the face of fear in spite of fear. And so we're kind of doing that right now, and our desire is to seek Him. And 
at that time where um, Brad, we're having many times where we were praying, obviously, and talking and reflecting, when that call to let go and the, the release of that call came for Brad as far as being the lead pastor at Foothills, I was with him and it was one of those moments where we will never be able to really describe it other than that moment of it's here. And Brad surrendering that, the song was so beautiful that we just sung, Surrender All, and, uh, and to be leaning into that and trusting is just giving us such inner peace and a calmness, and we're not letting that fear of the unknown cripple us and take us down. And we hope that as the Foothills family, you will begin to find that for what it is for you. Whatever our journey is and story is his story, Christ's story in us. And we, our hope and prayer is that as God uses that for his glory and for the gospel, that you will be that example as well and begin to tell more of your story and be more transparent and honest and through the ups and downs, the joys and sorrows, but in everything, stick together, bond together, grow together, and we know God is gonna soar this Foothills family to heights unknown, and, and us as well, and we will be to, always together in spirit through that. Yeah, absolutely. There's a verse in Isaiah 41.10. Um, you wanna read it? Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, surely I will help you, surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Yeah. God is there, we are mm -hmm. in his hands, all of us, mm -hmm. no matter where we're at. And uh, we believe again, like, as Margie just said, we believe that this church is a great church. God has wonderful things in store and maybe it's at 10,000 feet now, I believe it's gonna fly to 15 or 20 or 25 thousand feet not 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 we're talking not talking about numbers we're just talking about the great things God has in store and the higher that we fly the the wider and greater the horizon and oftentimes we don't see the horizon until we get up a little higher and that takes faith that takes a, a step of, of saying okay God uh, we don't know what you have in store but uh, we're gonna allow the Lord to to lift us uh, to places that uh, are higher than we could ever dream so I always have an application for every message, and this isn't really so much a message, but here's my, here's my, my challenge. I want to strongly uh, encourage you as a, as a part of this church family to uh, consider getting rid of the useless baggage that oftentimes rips us off and robs us of our faith and joy. There's so much that uh, we, we get encumbered by, that burden us down, that imprison us. And uh, it's interesting that the New Year's Eve message, uh, Pope Francis, and I usually don't quote the Pope, but I thought he, what he said was pretty good. He said this, he, Francis recommended dumping the useless baggage of life and reflecting more on God, which will help stop our freedom from being corroded by the banality of consumerism, the blare of commercials, the stream of empty words, the overpowering waves of empty chatter and loud shouting. We totally agree. Let it go. There is so much. And uh, I don't know if, in your life what you need to let go of, but oftentimes it's ruthlessly, intentionally uh, eliminating the excess baggage. What is it that we don't need that we're so, uh, I don't know, we're consumed about hanging on to because we think that somehow there's security in that. And, uh, you know, for us, it was the bondage of maybe a big 
mortgage payment or this big college debt from our kids or, or just the busyness of stuff in our lives that were taking up so much time that it was keeping us from really experiencing everything as far as loving God and loving people, doing community, having time, extra time to spend, uh, given that what someone once called margin, we need margin in our lives. And oftentimes we, in a book, you'll have the, you know, they always leave margin. You don't have the sentence going all the way to the end of the page. In our lives, we need margin. We need space. Uh, and there's joy and there's freedom in that. And so oftentimes it's saying, okay, what do I need to get rid of? Maybe it's not a mortgage payment. Maybe it's not what, what we did, but maybe it's, I don't know, maybe an unhealthy relationship that you're in with somebody that's just dragging you down and robbing you of your, your faith and joy. Maybe it's, um, uh, your job that you're not passionate about. That wasn't my situation. I, I loved my job, but maybe you wake up in the morning and, and hate the job you're in. Life's too short. Maybe it's time to just kind of let that go, get rid of that as, as, as excess baggage. Maybe it's a goal that you've had that you need to let go of. Um, it's not God's goal. Uh, and ask the Lord to get, help you to dream new dreams and let go of something that maybe you've been pursuing for whatever reason, but it's, it's dragging you down. It, it's robbing you, again, of your faith and joy. Uh, maybe it's uh, you know, security in, that, in that, that big investment, whether it be the house or the, or the, uh, the uh, uh, you know, retirement fund or that savings account or that big investment somewhere that you think, I've got to hang on to that, I've got to pursue that, I've got to keep investing in that. And, and because that's my future and that's my security. And, and I would just encourage you that maybe, maybe, I'm not saying he is, I'm not saying God calls everybody to, to, to get rid of that, but maybe that's a, a, something that God's saying, let go of. Uh, it's not worth it, life is too short. You know, the old poem, you know, all of life will soon be past and only what's done for Christ will last. And uh, I'm assuming we're gonna be around for another 25 or 30 years on this planet, but we could be gone next week. You know, my grandparents all lived in their 90s. My one grandfather was 101, so I always say, hey, I've got longevity in my genes. You know, I should be around a while, but then I could get hit by a truck tomorrow, you know? The Lord might call us home and, you know, tonight. So we have to live our lives preparing for the future, but living as if this could be our last day. This could be it. And uh, so we wanna step out in faith and experience all that God has for us. And I would just encourage that in your life as well. Step out in faith, take risks, let go of the stuff that just uh, drags you down. So uh, Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes uh, only to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. God wants us to have an abundant life. And I think oftentimes uh, we miss the abundancy of that because we get caught up in the busyness of life. And uh, the busyness, someone once said that the greatest enemy of spirituality, the greatest enemy of our walk with God is busyness. And why are we so busy? Because we're pursuing all this stuff. Uh, we want more and we want more security and we want to wrap ourselves around with what we think is a big security blanket when God says, I'm enough, I am sufficient. So, end of my sermon. <laughs> Pass the offering plate again. No. <laughs> anyway. Well, I have to say this, as Brad says over and over and over again, but it's so true and I'm seeing it more and more, the truth, God primarily works in our hearts and lives through committed relationships. And so as we have made a commitment through these years to the Foothills family and you to us, 
we know as the Lord brings in another lead pastor and his hopefully pastor's wife, um, she may not be as crazy as I, and that might be a good thing. Hopefully not. But but that 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 <laughs> that you're you're committed to each other, and and through the tough times and that transition, and when it just doesn't feel right, you know you you can bail, and that's okay, and everyone will love you, right? But at the same time, if you stick through some of those hard times, there's sweetness on the other side. So that's just a little encouragement to you all. That just as God works through those committed relationships and he bonds you together. This is our prayer for Foothills Church. And I just want to kind of wrap up our time here. And I'm, I'm going to ask uh, Craig to come up and, and lead us in a time maybe of sharing, um, you know, what God has been teaching you. Uh, in, in, in your, on your journey of faith as well. You were going to say something. Oh. I could tell. No, that's okay. I'll hold that. <laughs> <laughs> Ephesians 3.14, uh, Paul says this, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. And here's his prayer. And it's my prayer, our prayer for the church family, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his Spirit, in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we could ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. And that's our prayer. Uh, the Lord gave us four kids and uh, one of each kind. And I praise the Lord for that. And our, our youngest one, uh, Joseph, uh, married Amanda Cooper, Craig's daughter. That was one of the blessings of bringing Craig on a few years ago. We got, uh, we got another member of the family and they've given us a little grandbaby on top of that. Thank you very much. Um, but uh, the Lord has called uh, both of them into the ministry and I've asked if, if Joseph and Amanda could come up or, or one of you, I don't know if both of you, but just to come up and um, just kind of give all of us a blessing. Give us a blessing, pray, and, and give you a, as a church family a blessing as well. So you want to come on up and we want to kind of uh, close out at least this part of our service with uh, just a time of blessing. All right. All right, will you guys pray with me? Uh, Lord, it is uh, so good to be here. Um, I know I've been gone for the last four years. I'll be back with my old church family. Um, Lord, we recognize that um, it is all about you, and it is all about the gospel of your son, Jesus Christ. And that is why we meet. That is why we gather. That is why we love so well um, one another. So, Father, we know that the change is hard. It's difficult. And, um, Lord, but we thank you that you are changeless and that you are good and that you are with us and that, uh, Lord... You do uh, amazing things. And so um, I thank you so much for my mom and dad. I thank you so much for Brad and Margie, um, this pastor and pastor's wife um, duo, Lord, that has spent 25 years here at Foothills serving and ministering and going above and beyond, um, even being at their house and growing up um, in this household, Lord. I know the lengths of them going above and beyond, um, having servant leadership and taking the high road and and loving so well. And so I'm just so proud of my mom and dad. I'm so thankful for them. 
And Lord, I just pray um, a blessing upon them as their new venture, and they're all about adventure, which is a really cool thing. And um, Lord, it was 12 years ago that I was sitting um, in this front row and came to faith in Christ when I was 18. Just listening to my dad preach one morning, um, I got eternal life um, through your son, Jesus Christ. And your word was open to me, and I fell in love with you. So I thank you for this church. I thank you for this um, amazing um, man that I stand next to, who's so gifted and talented and who brings the word every week, and just so thankful for that. And uh, so thankful that I'm a part of this church, even though I don't attend here anymore, and I pastor at another church. Um, but Lord, I just reflect on my parents right now. I'm so thankful for them. And um, Lord, I just want to transition, Lord, to the church family and so thankful for everything that they're doing. Lord, I pray in this time of transition, this time of a reboot, this time of um, adventure for them as well, Lord, that you'd be with them. That may they stand strong. I think back to this building that we're in um, that was put together and framed <laughs> and built um, by the people here, Lord. May they continue to um, use this place here in RSM, Lord, to further your kingdom. And may they all be about, Lord, seeing people come to know your son Jesus and see people grow in that faith. And so, Lord, I just pray for a sense of encouragement, a sense of joy, a sense of uh, refreshment and um, adventure, Lord, as we pray for uh, whoever the new uh, lead pastor is to come in here. And uh, Lord, thank you so much for this morning. And uh, as we continue to celebrate and tell stories of everything that you've done, um, Lord, may you be glorified this morning. Um, and as my dad always says, uh, may the words of our mouth, the meditations of our heart, may they always be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, for you are a rock and you are a redeemer. And we pray this, and everybody said, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 <laughs> thank you, Wow. Um, this is an opportunity for um, anybody in here. Uh, this isn't a, a Q&A. Brad and aren't up here to answer questions. This is just a time, and this isn't a eulogy. This isn't a funeral. Okay, so let's get this clear. He was a great man. Okay, he is a great Bury man, and this is a great woman, but... Um, um, this is just a time, you know, as Brad and Margie and Shirley and I have talked uh, quite a bit over the past month and um, through this whole processing and um, as we were talking even earlier today, you know, they don't want to be sitting up here so that, you know, everybody's just going to be like, oh, thank you so much, Brad. We are thankful. I don't think there's anybody in here who's not grateful for the ministry that God has uh, done in your own lives through this couple. But uh, yeah, that, that's something that's for sure. But, but what Brad and Margie would like to be focused on is more along the line of, you know, you heard their heart. You heard them share what God has been teaching them. Okay, what has he been teaching them over these past 25 years? Well, right now, I'd just like to open it up to anybody to be able to share what God has been teaching you. Now, it can be through God has been teaching me 
through something that Brad has shared or that he has done or through something that Margie has shared or that she has done. I mean, if you've been here at any time whatsoever, you know this couple is about as selfless as a person can be or a couple can be. So, one, I'd just like you to be thinking about what has God been teaching you? What has he taught you? And, and if that question is kind of, come on, I'm not sure about that, then, then think about the other question that we're talking about. How have you experienced God's faithfulness? They shared how they've been experiencing God's faithfulness uh, throughout their whole lives, but also particularly for these past 25 years. God has been faithful in their lives and in their family in so many ways. And, and we were just privileged enough to hear a snapshot of, of how they have shared God's faithfulness, particularly in this decision-making process for them. So um, we just thought, hey, why not open it up? Because I know there's many of you out here who would just like, oh, well, we want to express, you know, uh, all of your thoughts or, or your feelings or, or your experiences. And we'd be here for hours. And that's why we're doing a luncheon afterwards is that way you could kind of go. And some people are like, well, I'd like to share, but I'm kind of more like Margie. You don't know. We were praying for Margie because this isn't her comfort zone. Her comfort zone is being one-on-one, -on -one, is getting her hands dirty, is being right there in the yuck and the muck in which she has done in so many of our lives, right? Or jumping out of an airplane. Or jumping out of an airplane, you know? But for her to stand up or, or sit in front of all of us and share as well, that's jumping out of an airplane uh, for, for Brad, only in this case for Margie. So uh, it's just kind of a, a sharing time for family, right? I mean, we are family. And again, if you're here with us for the first time as our guest, I hope you can understand. <laughs> There's just a lot of love. There's just a lot of love. And, and this whole body embodies that mindset. So uh, I'm going to ask if you would like to share something that God has taught you or something that, that you wanted to share, how you've experienced God's faithfulness in your life. I'm going to ask if you'll, if you'll raise your hand so that I can make my way over to you with the microphone. And then please stand. I'm going to ask each person, just stand, say your name, and you can answer that question. Okay? What has God taught you or been teaching you? Or how have you experienced God's uh, in your life? So, Judy. I thought I'd volunteer first so I could get this. It's something I just wanted to share. So, uh, I'm Judy Rockmore, and my husband, Steve, and I, we've had the privilege of being here, you know, since before you. So, um, <laughs> I am thinking back, you know, it's funny how you remember things. I mean, I can't remember what I did last week, but I, I remember something about the first time that I met Margie. And it was very vivid. And um, I remember, uh, I think at the time, we had two toddlers. And I think I was pregnant with number three. And then I was meeting this new pastor's wife. And they were coming here from moving. And she had four little ones and the changing schools and all of that. And I remember, wow, I wonder you know, how she's doing with all of that. And um, the first time I met Margie, I was like, oh, 
she's got it, okay? I mean, this contagious energy and this joy and this um, just peace and so unselfishly giving. And, and that has been Margie that I've known through all of these years. So you've just been such a blessing and um, it's been encouragement to me and to many others. And you too, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be Brad, well, we're going to miss him a little bit, but Margie, man. And Judy, you get, get, ready, get ready to be humbled, brother. <laughs> it's okay, man. I can take it. And you were the first one, like a day into us having moved, to knock on that door at our little condo across from Chibuco Mesa Elementary School and bring us a casserole. Thank you. The casserole patrol. <laughs> and Steve, actually, Steve, and I think. Um, uh, 25 years ago, Steve was on the elder board, and um, and Rob, Rob Peterson. Yeah. Where's Rob? Is he here this morning? Uh, both those guys. If you want to know who's responsible, <laughs> go after them. No. Uh, but they they were on the board at the time, and and were part of that search committee. Hi, I'm Kathy Copelson. I've gone through a lot in my life, and I just want to tell Brad, thank you for all your sermons. Because <laughs> wherever I was at that week had lifted me and I could continue. And Margie, not knowing that you had gone through and gotten rid of all your stuff, I had one big move that I had to get rid of so much and then when I couldn't afford my home anymore. It sold, I decided to sell and it sold like in two days and so I just had to like give so much away I couldn't even go through it. And you were there. You took four truckloads for the women's ministry. And I just thank you so much. And you encouraged me and beyond words that God provides. And that it'll all be okay. I love you guys so much. I will miss you. I love you. Thanks, Kathy. Thanks. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I am Carly. Um, anyways, I just wanted to talk about what God has been doing, um, answer the question about that, and um, it brings me to thoughts of you guys, because what God has been working in my heart so much over the last, I'd probably say five years, is just reminding me that my identity is in Him, and my, I am His, and um, when I get caught up and what is the Orange County lifestyle or the right Christian mom thing to do or just the idea of being a woman who identifies as a Christian even, what does that look like? And even within our own bubble of Christianity, how um, hard it is to fit. <laughs> I'm reminded when I speak to Margie, when I speak to Brad, when I hear your sermons or um, meet with you, and I hear your story, I'm reminded that none of those things, none of those um, places where we're supposed to fit are what we're supposed to be defined by. And I hear your words when I talk to, when I think about these things and I talk to other people and knowing your story has encouraged me so much um, to not be so focused on when am I going to own my first house? When am I going to have these things? And then it will show the world that you know, I've been a good planner and God's blessed me, or I've been this and God's given me, but rather, I don't see myself for um, all those things, but I see myself as someone who just wants to be defined as in Him. 
And you guys have been such a good example of, of that to our church family. And so I've been encouraged by that so much. And being on staff here for five years, yeah. <laughs> I got to really know you guys so intimately. And you were family to, to my family. Um, you've been there for so many things in our life. And um, knowing that that exists, that those kinds of relationships outside of real family, who I also get to share this church with, um, is out there, that, that just really encourages me for the depth of where we could go in the future. And to know that you're brave enough to step into your new adventure. Um, and I, I'm just really encouraged by you guys. And um, it's taught me a lot about how much to cling to Jesus, not cling to foothills or marriage or being a mom. Those things aren't the things that identify me, but my identity lives in Jesus. And that comes a lot from your encouragement. So thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thanks, darling. Anybody else? Yeah, Danny. Hi, my name is Carly's mom. <laughs> because that's how everybody knows me. My name's Danny. Um, when I came to this church, I was, uh, I had just gone through a very horrible time in my life over decisions I made. And I caused my own stumbling. And it was really hard for me to come here. I was, I, I was, I can't even describe it, it was horrible. And I just kept coming because Carly was here, and then Kate was here, and so my family was here, and then this became my family. Through it, I married my husband, Brad married Ray and I, and right here at the church, because I, this is home to me, this is, we even clean the church, this is our thing. And it's gonna be different without you guys, but I say, can I come with you? <laughs> I want to you can do all what come you're with doing. us, but we don't know where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> I, like Carly, I am identified as abiding. I love the Bible. I love the Lord. He can truly change lives. He's changed mine 100%. And I've been redeemed, and I've been refreshed, and I'm, I'm good. And it's all because this church was here, and your sermons were here, Brad. And Margie, you unexpectedly called me at the weirdest times where I know it's God calling me. And it's really cool. And I just hope you keep doing that. I'd appreciate that. I love you guys. I, I wish you nothing but everything. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Danny. Anybody else? I'm the quiet one in the church. <laughs> yes. Actually, I wish God would quit doing this to me because it makes my hands sweat and my heart pound. And I'm Cindy Kirsch, if you don't know me. Um, what God has taught me through you guys is this is a body of a family. And I appreciate this family so much. I hate crying. It doesn't look pretty. <laughs> Anyways, I have learned from God to count on this community, not just Brad and Margie, but they are there and awesome. And could you guys tell the new guy? <laughs> he got to deal with me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I just thank you for being who you are, but I thank this community for who you are because you all have made me who I am. 
And I will tell you, Stephen, you got a big thing to go through here because this youth group made me touchy-feely. Because <laughs> I was one of those that you don't touch, don't hug, ew, personal space. But the youth group taught me, I was sharing that with Margie earlier today, the youth group grew me and God has taught me through these kids, I don't even like you, ew, just kidding, I love you all. But they have taught me, you have taught me, and all of you have taught me, and I thank you. Thank you. Here, you're next. <laughs> Is that okay, Brad? All right, great. Uh, my name is Tim Nugent. I'm, uh, my wife, uh, when we first got here, was given a book called The Crazy Pastor's Wife. <laughs> We're still not sure if that's The Crazy Pastor's or The Crazy Pastor's Wife. Right, We're not really right. sure of that. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to figure that out. I know. Um, bear with me, Brad, because it'll, this may sound like an insult to begin with, but that's appropriate. Um, you're not a flashy preacher. You are not, uh, you don't stand up there, every sermon's like, wow. But over the last 25 years, we've been here for about 10 of them, the thing that comes to mind and what God has been teaching me so much, and I think our family, um, is faithfulness. And you have been so steady and faithful here. And um, that is reflected and caught by the people here. I think. I know that God has been hammering that in our family lately and will continue to do so. And um, I, I thank you for reflecting Christ's faithfulness. I mean, we've been through a lot in this church in the last five years. And you've stayed and you've been faithful to it. And so I thank you for that. And I am so grateful that there are faithful there's so many people here that have been here for such a long haul and um and and that just is reflective of god's faithfulness so thank you for teaching that in us and i'm so grateful for god's faithfulness and i know that he'll be faithful to this body wherever he leads us and wherever he leads you guys so thank you guys for that so thank you You know, I don't like to talk too much either. Um, this mic still makes me so nervous. No. Um, I have to say that when Dave and I first came here, um, I was really nervous of starting all over again with a whole new church. And I had a particular Sunday where um, I just didn't feel much for myself. And I went out to the car, and I sat along the curb of the tire, and I literally was crying, like hysterically crying, like, I don't belong here. I just don't belong here. And I'm like this, right, so no one can see me. And I heard Dave saying, I think she's over here. I think she's over here. And I'm like, like, I knew Dave was coming towards me. And Margie was saying, I'm coming, I'm coming. And I'm like, what the heck? And I stood up, and she said, God called me to come give you a hug right now. You didn't even know I was crying. You didn't know I was upset. But I'm like, who are you? <laughs> and you, to me, are living proof through Christ that he does send angels because you are an angel in my life. And you have called me to places where I didn't want to be. I didn't want to hang around. And every opportunity that you gave to me because you always came find me, 
Um, I left here a better person. I left here knowing where God wants me to be. This is our family home. And I can't imagine not receiving um, that call or you coming to pick me up or telling me, no, you will be here. Um, That's how God has worked through you, I think, for all of us women, where you brought us to a place where we can kneel before him because your faith and love in him, I I thank him and I thank you. But I'm really going to have this... um, (laughs) emptiness, in a sense, or I am going to pick up that pole and tick off and, and call people and make them come no matter what, uh, because as an angel in my life, I want to spread God's love as well. And I applaud you for your risk. I applaud you for your beauty from inside out. You taught me God's love, and for that, I'll always be thankful. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks, Michelle. All the way in the back, I'm Hi there, my name is Tanya. Most of you know me as the dog lady. <laughs> and I just want to thank um, Brad and Margie for teaching us to listen to God's voice and to do what he would have us to do and to step into ministries that may be a little unusual. Um, I've had the privilege of being with the Billy Graham uh, Phone Center and that was a delight, a joy, mm-hmm. and I know that so many people here um, participated in that, and I know that we've blessed a lot of people. I also want to thank you for allowing me to bring a service dog in training uh, to the church. Certainly that is an unusual thing, and I thank you that when I approached you years ago to do that, that it didn't startle you, that uh, you just kind of considered it and kind of went, okay. So thank you for teaching us to listen to God's voice, Mm -hmm. to do what he would have us to do, even if it's a little unusual. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Tanya. Ladies first, Ralph. <laughs> Hi, I'm Candy Mayer, and um, I hope you guys aren't wearing black and blue because you feel beat up. What's that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> black and blue I hope it's because you're kind of sad that you have to leave. No. But um, that being said, you know, you guys have always been very unique. And I know God has a unique ministry for you. I love the fact that you've always been able to think outside the box and you don't always do what every other pastor and pastor's wife does. And for me, that's so important to um, not just always be a copycat of you know what we think is right but you guys have made it very clear that you do what you think god is telling you to do and you don't seem to look back too much at that and that's been an encouragement to me because god is a god of new beginnings and i see that with this church this is going to be a new beginning for our church and i think we really need to be in prayer and one and (laughs) Many things I want for our new pastor and pastor's wife is, you know, you guys have been such a great example of loving others. I mean, where are we going to get that? You know, we're going to get it through prayer. And that's what I want in a, in a pastor and pastor's wife. You've, you guys have always been so available to folks. And the grace that you've taught me through the way you live, 
you know, you, you are the same outside of church as you are in church. In fact, our relationship started on the ball field, you know, in Little League and our girls going to cheerleading tournaments together and us roommating and you bringing food in your purse and that sort of thing. And, um, and then, you know, I've watched you be attacked by other people and you still love them despite that. You don't, you know, give them back what they really deserve. And that's been such an example to me and I thank you for that. And, I just pray that we can get all that in a, in a new pastor and his wife. And thank you so much for your love and support and coming to you guys with the ministry that we maybe had on our mind that the Lord was leading. You never discouraged us. Mm -hmm. you, you encouraged us to go forward with that ministry. You never made us feel inadequate or judging us that, you know, we weren't spiritual enough or or anything like that and I appreciate that so much and I pray we get that in a new pastor and pastor's wife and anyway I'm trying not to be sad <laughs> but I am in in a lot of ways but thank you so much guys yeah. thank you I'm Ralph Fabian and um, anyways uh, Brad Margie again um, we're gonna miss you terribly uh, we just have so much respect for you and and we are going to have a hard time finding somebody to replace you. Um, you know, we certainly loved your messages every week, Brad. And even when we weren't here, we'd always listen to them, you know, on the uh, pod or you know, on the internet. But uh, the one thing that is just really stands out is, and I've just so respected, is you are very transparent. You're not here at, uh, one way at church and a different person away from church. And I really love your transparency. I love your genuineness. Um, the other thing is, um, so many, I don't want to bag on other pastors, but anyways, so many people do have an ego. And Brad, you're probably, I have an ego, and, and I really love your humbleness, your humility, poking fun at yourself. You're obviously a very, very bright person, and you obviously know your Bible inside and out. But uh, I just so loved your, um, you know, your humility and, and uh, just being genuine. Um, um, love you guys as friends. You know, we're really going to miss seeing Thanks. you here every Sunday. Um, there was something else I wanted to say, but uh, we just love that. And, uh, and the other thing I know is just in terms of your shepherd's heart, my gosh, I mean, you guys, honestly, you're always putting other people in front of you. And that's, that's something that, you know, I've learned from you. Um, I've been concerned uh, for you. Just you guys, like I said, you're always looking out for other people and not tending to your own needs. So uh, we do so appreciate that. And... Uh, wish nothing but the best for you because you guys are very, very special. The two of you make a great team too. So definitely love you dearly. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Ralph. Wayne. Hi, my name's Wayne Van Every and I'm one of your elders. Um, nine years ago, we were going through a transition also. And Brad, you and I talked about this quite a bit. Um, we were going through a transition from another church and one of the things that we had, that we had been looking at other churches throughout the area, and the day that we came here, we're not only looking for a church, we were looking for a family, because church is our family. Mm -hmm. And over that nine years, if Brad's taught me anything, both Brad and Margie, if they taught me anything, it was family. Not only family, but it was friendship. 
Friendship and family means so much to a congregation because a lot of us, either our parents are no longer here or our parents don't. Maybe we were brought up with a non-Christian family, and that's my, what my case was, that I was brought up with a non-Christian family, so this is my family. And when we came through these doors, you guys were family. And I just pray that with Brad and Margie leaving, that this family stays together strong, that we don't bail because it's easy, because this is a time of change. But Brad, you've uh, you said this quite often, that family stays together. Family that prays together stays together, and that's what I hope this church mm -hmm. does, mm -hmm. is that we don't take the easy way out and bail because there's change. We, we should be a church of anticipation, looking, for, looking forward to what this church has to offer, mm -hmm. that a new minister is going to come in here, but he's going to see these people. He's going to see family here, and that's mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. is going to keep us together as a family. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Brad, yeah. you've taught us a lot. Marge, you've taught us a lot about family and friendship. So that family and friendship is going to continue. And you guys definitely are welcome anytime you come back because you're always your family to us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Wayne. Hi, I'm Meryl. I can't stand up or I'll pass out, seriously, because I have a brain thing going on. But um, I had, <laughs> but I just want to say, Margie, what you've taught me over the last five years, the can do, the don't get in the car to go with lunch with Margie because you'll stop six places and go to the hospital and visit four people. And, you know, it's just like, it's like if you don't think you can get something done after you've spent some time with Margie, you know you can get it done. Never say you can't do it because your example and what you've given to, from your heart to pretty much all of us women has been amazing. I love you. I love you too, Brad. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Brad. Um, I'm Larry. I've, I've, Lori and I have been here since probably the beginning. Um, our friendship started off uh, right away, and for 25 years, you've been a confident and a, a good friend. Uh, but I wanted to address what I've learned here um, at Foothills. The first thing I learned was to listen, uh, then to follow, then to love, and to lead. Um, and it's because of you and uh, someone who's not leaving yet, Rick Ayers, uh, by sitting with the men's ministry. Um, for 12 years, I had the privilege of uh, leading a small group of men on Wednesday nights. Um, God took me through a lot of changes. Um, I can truly say that I have six brothers in this church that I can call at any time, day or night, and they're there. Um, uh, but God was also calling me to leave, and I learned how to let go. Um, because there were some financial issues coming and some requirements and I could no longer lead the study. And so I, I prayed for someone to, to come in that would have a heart for my guys. Um, and they're, they're still my guys. Where are you at, Steve? Um, they're still my guys. Um, anyway, and, and I spent a lot of time praying and a lot of the guys would call me up with different things and it was a blessing. It was a real blessing to know that because of the leadership and the love I got from you and, uh, and the teachings and from Rick's encouragement and teaching me how to how to love other men, which I don't know if you guys know it or not. It's not easy to do because we have these, these walls around us that we don't want people to get in. So to be able to open up and share with another guy your deepest fears, you know, and what's going on. Um, but I learned from Rick and I learned from you. You and I spent hours um, over Starbucks uh, just shooting the breeze and, and going back and forth. And, and I'm grateful for that. Um, but I was lucky enough and blessed enough to have uh, uh, a couple guys come in that, 
showed an interest in leadership, and so I tried to back away. And uh, thanks for the blessing of uh, Steve Poblet for coming in and saying, yeah, I'd be happy to do it. And, and I gotta be honest, the, the part where I learned about letting go was it was hard, <laughs> right? Because I'd say, okay, Steve, next week you take over. Nah, not quite. Let's do one more week, you know? And then I couldn't make it, and so Steve took over, and then it was another week. And so what I've learned from you basically is, is how to listen, um, how to love other men, um, how to spend time preparing my heart to be with them, um, how to let go, and just, you know what, how to be a, and I'm not perfect, my wife will tell you I'm far from it, but how to be a godly man. Um, so thank you very much. And uh, I can truly say anyone who's here before 2006 will understand what I'm saying, but I'm so blessed to be, have been fogled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Come back over this way. Okay. Wendy. Hi, I'm Wendy. Um, my family and I have been here for 14 years, and we met, we started coming when I was pregnant with my daughter, who's um, now 13. So that's a lot of growing up to do. Um, like in your adult life, I think about what God has done in my life and what he has taught me as an adult, and it gives me some peace that maybe when I miss stuff with my kids that God's got it later on. But I think part of that, um, what God has done, so much of it has been from teaching here. Um, a few weeks ago, the week that Brad sent his letter out, I was sitting and delighting in the truth being preached fearlessly from the pulpit. And I've talked with Brad about this before, but that has some, been something that has been such a blessing to me and has been so um, empowering and um, such a gift that I feel like our pastor preaches the word of God, whether it's comfortable or uncomfortable. <laughs> and I just have um, truly appreciated that and so much um, I'm a, I, I process my life through writing and so many of my journal entries I have bins and boxes of just dozens I just can't even count how many journals I have and so many of them will say something like Brad said on Sunday or Brad said this on Sunday and I don't know if you guys are like me and you think about this there was a few things when I was thinking about things truths that Brad has preached over and over, and um, he said some of them already, so I thought we could just say them together. All of life will soon be past. Only what's done for Christ will last. We're going to take that. That's truth. That's gospel truth right there, and Brad has preached it like... That's original, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that is good stuff. Um, another one, God sometimes allows what he hates to accomplish what he loves. You've said that over and over again, and that's part of the fabric of my life, and it gives me hope when I'm going through something that's hard. Um, uh, Joe finished his prayer this morning. Let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, always be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are my rock and my redeemer. That's like good stuff, right? Like when I'm pr raising children or speaking to my husband, or my, like let, that's good stuff. That's the word right there. Um, God primarily works through committed relationships. That's a big deal. You guys have said it this morning, both of you and the rest of us. We take that with us, and that's going to help us to bind together. And lastly, this one I think is a big one. Love is spelled T-I-M-E. And that's what you guys have given us. You've committed your life to the Lord and to us and have opened your arms and your hearts and have loved us all. Like, look how many of us are here. Like, you've encompassed us all in your heart and in your arms, and we've been blessed 
by that. You've loved us and prayed for us and cried with us and rejoiced with us through the highest highs and the lowest lows. And all of us can say that. All of us have that experience with you. Our family is here because of your grace and mercy um, in the God's story of redemption in our life and because of the pastor and his wife that was willing to accept and love and encourage a transforming life in Christ, we're here this morning. So God has used you in um, my life and in, I know in everyone's life here. And I love that you said uh, Isaiah 41.10 this morning and Margie, for you, um, I remember being a young mom with young kids and going through such a season of difficulty. And I came to Margie, two things. One, we had coffee one morning, and I was just bleary-eyed and trying so hard to get it right. Moms, I thought, <laughs> if I could just figure out the right like formula, then I could just like get it and then like coast, and maybe it would be easier. And kids kept teething and not napping, and I thought I was going to lose my mind. And Margie's sitting there, she's probably, I don't know, my age at the time, talking about how she was, she and Brad were um, adjusting their parenting for new seasons in their life. And I sat there and thought, oh crap, it never stops. Like, they're still learning. <laughs> and at the moment, I was desperately terrified and also like this tremendous burden lifted of having to get it right and figure it out. Because I thought, well, if Margie and Brad are still figuring it out, what am I thinking with a three-year-old and a newborn? Like, I'm gonna get it, you know, like I just, Lord, I'm just gonna hang on. <laughs> and the other thing at that same season was Isaiah 41.10. I came to Margie because I was desperate for some sort of hope that God was gonna help me get through. My newborn times were not um, easy. So I came and just said, do you, I, this verse keeps speaking to me, but it's like obviously like Old Testament and it's written specifically to these people. Like, do you think that this is for me? And Margie said, you know, I've never felt confident in like my role as a pastor's wife, like I know a bunch of stuff or whatever. But what I do know is that every word of God is for everyone. And so you can take this promise to the bank like this Everything in God's word is for all of us. All of scripture is God-breathed. So if this is speaking to your heart right now, then you hang on to that. And so, Brad, you preaching the word. Margie, you encouraging us to take it for our own. God used his word to ground me and, and continues to ground me um, through some of the worst life has had to offer and the best life has had to offer. So I continue to learn, and as I look forward, I'm not a big fan of change, so I'm struggling with this a little bit. I'm excited for you guys and kind of not so happy for me, but that's lame. So um, I'm trusting the Lord and, and his promises. So that's what God's doing. That's what God has done, and we love you, and we're going to miss you. And thank you for preaching the word and living the word and loving us all. Thank we you. love you. Praise the Lord. Thank you. I'm Jordan, I'm her daughter and his daughter too, and I am 13 years old, and I have grown up in this church, and I love it so much, and I was really, really sad last night, just kind of the realization hitting me that both of you were going to be leaving, and um, the past year, I have seen myself grow a lot in my faith, 
And a lot of that has been because of your sermons and just sitting here and listening. And, you know, they helped me a lot. And I had been wanting to um, read my Bible every day. And then the, you started with the scripture reading. And that was like the best thing that had happened to me in a while. And it, I still do it. And I was pretty amazed that that had happened. Um, and God has spoken to me through that. And I have kind of always just thought, you know, like angels came in the Old Testament and talked to people. And I was like, that's, you know, old stuff. And, but it still happens today. And it happened to me. And that was really amazing. And Margie, you have, you know, I thank you so much for being there for me. And just like even a couple months ago, you took me and Eva and Hannah to the kaleidoscope, you know, and we had frozen yogurt and just hung out. And that was really awesome. And so I thank you for investing yourself in my life. And that's made a difference for me. And I thank you guys so much for being there and preaching every Sunday. And it's one of my favorite parts of the week to be able to come and hear you and just knowing that, you know, you're there and you've taught me that God is always there even when nobody else is. And I thank you for that. I'm gonna miss you guys so much. <laughs> yeah, there's another testament to what Wendy was talking about, right? Because right there, there's the fruit. Here, Linda. It's time to hear from the older generation. <laughs> Don and I came down when I was 72, and we've been here eight years, so that tells you I could be your parent. But we came when Don and fell down the stairs the second time we sold our house, came down here. And we came here because Cynthia and Doug were coming here. Well, the first thing that happened was Don had been chairman of the elder board at our last church. So he walks up to pray with them. They did not tell him, you can't do that. You're not an elder here. <laughs> they just welcomed him. And it was a year later that he passed away. But by then, they had gotten to know him. So when Brad performed the service, it was so personal and wonderful. That's my story about you, Brad. But with Margie, what Margie has taught me, I'm still learning too. I have a new job with the Salvation Army, and I have to ask people to do things. Sometimes I like that, and sometimes I don't, because women my age are not real flexible. <laughs> but Margie has taught me that just ask. Be brave and just ask. When you're doing the Lord's work, people will say yes. So I have a whole crew of younger women who have come on our auxiliary, thanks to Margie's example. And the other blessing from this church is that you're so young, and you have children, and I can love your children and not have to take them home. So... 
I'm so glad we came down here. You gave a sermon about hell that I still carry the paper around because it was the best sermon on hell I have ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> I preached on heaven too, you know. I, <laughs> yeah. But no, it taught me that it truly is a real place and you don't want to be there. <laughs> That's it. That's the message right there. <laughs> and I, my ki I tell my kids I'm shy and they don't believe me. Oh, man. Thank you, Linda. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, listen, I, I love hearing this and I, I know more than me loving this and you loving this. I know this is touching your hearts as well. And um, uh, I'm going to kind of start to transition. Um, uh, I'm not going to share what God has taught me or, or how I've experienced God um, uh, because I won't be able to hold it together. And um, we talk about these things in private. But I can tell you that um, Brad and I are about as opposite as it gets. And we fight like brothers, but we love like brothers. And um, uh, I'm so thankful for what God continues to teach me through Brad's giftedness, which is so different from mine. And, and that is a blessing that I get to keep with me uh, for the rest of my life. And Margie and I are about as, as similar, almost as twins. <laughs> um, and so uh, it, it's sometimes Brad's outnumbered, you know. Uh, but, um, you know, just the way that she, you know, as so many of you have expressed it, um, can encourage people, can love on people, and at, at the craziest times, when you're thinking, man, I'm having a hard time, and all of a sudden there's a text from Margie. You know, and you're like, what in the world? You know, she, it's like she's got this hot-wired thing with God, you know, a whole lot better than I do, because how did she know? And I've heard so many of those stories. And, uh, you know, just her example, uh, I've watched as she's ministered to her peers, as she's ministered to the next generation, and even hearing as she's ministered to the the generation after that. Um, it doesn't stop with these two. And so, um, you know, that's what God has taught me, along with a whole lot of other things. But um, I'm going to ask Rick if, uh, if he'll share and then transition our time. Uh, and so, brother. As the elders come up, I'd like the elders to come up here. We want to lay our hands on Brad and Margie. Uh, and pray, but one of the things I wanted to share, I'm the chairman of your elder board, my name is Rick Ayers. Uh, we, I tried to give it away about a month ago and they said, no, no, you got it. So this might not be the time. But uh, Brad and Margie have, have become so much more than pastor and pastor's wife to Lori and I. Uh, Lori and Margie worked together at Miss Rio High School, which is how we ended up coming here. Um, we saw this big floppy-haired miler from Mishvio High School named Daniel Fogel. We said, hey, there are his parents. She goes, yeah, she works here, and she wants us to come to church there. So uh, then Brad blew me off, and <laughs> that's always a standing joke. Our kids went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo together, and, and one of the great things that happened was we, we instantly 
uh, became fast friends. We went on vacation together. We went to Hawaii together for 10 days. We shared a hotel room, the four of us together. That was weird. But um, <laughs> we shared all kinds. There's some funny stories in all this. But um, the thing is, I don't have a sister. I have one brother, and, and now I do. And uh, so I know you're not, you're not leaving our lives. And Brad, you're as close to me as a brother. But the cool thing is, Brad stretched my faith, not only with his sermons, but you know, he said, hey, will, will you take over Man Alive? Because he knew I had a heart for men. And uh, he knew I like, I like to preach. And every time I wanted to preach, he said, just talk about what's going on in your life. And that taught me uh, how, to, how to preach and how to share God's love and God's word out there in the 50 states and three countries that I cover. Uh, it doesn't end right here, so I thank you for that, both of you. Um, real quick, many of you want to ask this question, and you've already asked me and some of these other elders, uh, what are you guys doing for the next pastor? We've talked about the next pastor. Why isn't it going to be Craig? Why isn't it going to be Stephen? Uh, Craig doesn't want it, <laughs> okay? Um, <laughs> he's made it very clear. Uh, we're looking for certain gifts. Uh, we've, uh, we're waiting on God, but we're not going to wait a year. We're not going to wait six months. The great thing, divine intervention, is when Brad started the Bible Project, uh, we know what we're supposed to preach about for another, I don't know, 10 years? For probably <laughs> another year at least. And we have the next three months totally covered from the pulpit. I thought Stephen did a wonderful job last week. Thank you. I had coffee with Stephen a couple weeks ago, and I said, this church needs more of Stephen. Um, we need to hear from him more. We need to see him more. Him and Hannah are, are just a great addition. Um, Aaron Tucker, Aaron, raise your hand. You saw the young man up here uh, uh, playing with the band. Um, uh, that's another story we'll get into another time, but Aaron's going to be joining us um, with the worship team from, from now on, hopefully for the next few months to see how, how, as he said, thank you for coming on the slope that he's on. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, it's, it's exciting to see what God's doing here. I've learned over the last couple weeks, really the last several weeks, prayer. Um, we all pray, we all go, okay, God, you know what to do, and all this other good stuff. Brad and I got together um, several months ago, and we just started praying, and the elder board started praying. And my life grew tired just for God's clarity in this. I did not expect Brad to come to us on December 19th and say, I'm done on January 15th, but God's clarity. And you know what? Prayer works. I mean, we all know prayer works because the Bible talks about it, but when we see it in our life, prayer works. It's going to work in your life. It already has. It's going to work at this church. Uh, we are on task. All these men here and myself are tasked with finding, listening to God. And then when he sends someone to us, uh, and, and we have many resources for that, when he sends someone to us, basically discerning if that's the right person and then presenting him to you. We will not hire anybody, and, and our bylaws say that, until we get... Uh, a majority, I think it's two-thirds, Jimmy, is it two-thirds? Yeah. yeah, and if he gets two-thirds, we're not going to hire him. If he gets 90%, we'll probably go with him. <laughs> two-thirds ain't going to cut it. Uh, so anyway, um, we're all, we are on task. Um, we're, nothing's off the table because we're not going to pretend to plan to know what God has in store for us right now. Hmm. So just, just know that. So um, do you want to go ahead and pray us out?
But um, I'm, I'm going to ask, I don't want Margie being the only woman up here, so if any uh, of the wives Lori. of the elders, if they would come on up and join as well. Keith and Lorinda, come on up. Come on. Yeah. Keith's inactive, but look, he's here. So let's get him Heavenly Father, we uh, praise you because you are the one that we worship. Yes. 